Hey, this is Dan Marino. Hi, Ryan Tannehill from the Dolphins here. Hi, this is Larry Zonka. This is Mark Super Duper. I'm John Offerdahl. This is Paul Warfield. Hi, this is Nick Bonacani. This is Jake Scott. Gary Premian. Dick Anderson. Larry Little. Tom Vigorito. Tom Nottingham. Otto Stowe. Mike Colon. Doug Kruzan from the 1972 undefeated Miami Dolphins. This is Marlon the Magician Briscoe. I'm Jim Crash Jensen. This is Don Shula, and I listen to the Pat Catello Show. It's the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello. Join us now as we talk Dolphins football or call in live with your questions or comments. And now here's your host, Pat Catello. All right, good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Miami Dolphins Legend Show. I'm your host, Pat Catello. Uh, I'll be joined alongside Rich Van Zandt shortly. As uh, it seems like forever uh, since we've been on the air, of course, it's still the the, the week, but Dolphins playing on Thursday night, uh, it just seems like forever since they've played a game now, uh, not having a game on Sunday. And uh, the Miami Dolphins fall to the Houston Texans 42-23. to uh, Not entirely a surprise. Me and Rich told you, you know, the history of the, this matchup. I think the Dolphins have one win uh, since the inception of the Texans. And, uh, and that doesn't change this year as they lose – <clears throat> again to the uh the team out there and and most of the things that you were would be worried about uh you know going in we talked about that the receiving matchup uh and how that was uh going to be a problem and it it certainly was as DeAndre Hopkins looked like every bit of the superstar receiver that he is uh with the two touchdowns, and they had that one remarkable catch, maybe one of the best catches you'll ever see. Uh, of course, it didn't count. There was a penalty on the play, but still a phenomenal catch. And Will Fuller uh, just ate them alive as well, 124 yards and then a touchdown. The sad thing is Fuller winds up uh, tearing his ACL in that game and his loss for the year. Um, so uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. Lamar Miller uh, also um, – Phenomenal game, 133 yards and a touchdown uh, on the ground. And, and uh, Deshaun Watson, uh, just uh, a, a, a tremendous performance. Nothing else you could say. Five touchdown passes. And uh, it just shows uh, how much he means to that team. As that team was a totally different team last year, and then he got hurt. And you could just see that it was like night and day, and now he's back, and they're on a five-game winning streak. So that's the Texan story. As far as the Dolphins story goes, Brock Osweiler, um, you know, a fair game, uh, an average game, 21-37, uh, 241 yards, no touchdowns. He did throw a pick. Brocktober has now come to an end. Amendola, of course, had the touchdown on the trick play, so you could throw that in there. Uh, Dolphin running game was mediocre. I think uh, Drake and Gore both had, you know, a little over 50 yards each. Uh, Drake had the one nice run. They were able to run the ball, though. You must say that. The Dolphins were able to run the ball fairly effective, and and they've had spurts of it. That still continues to go. Devontae Parker with a very big game, 134 yards, um, you know, which brings up a whole bunch of questions, which I guarantee this segment is going to focus on when when Rich gets involved here. And then uh, Danny Amendola, you know, had a decent game. 
I think he had five receptions for, for a little under 50, and, and you know, the the rest goes on there. Um, but, you know, the the defense was basically the story, just not able to, to hold uh, the Texans' offense in any way, shape, or form. So it didn't really matter what the Dolphins' offense was going to do. Uh, although it wasn't great, um, the defense was just terrible. It just really was. And uh, – Bobby McCain, uh, the worst game he's played as a Miami Dolphin. He was exploited, uh, to say the least. And, um, you know, just uh, the Dolphins now fall a 4-4. Four and four. Um, And it's not a good 4-4. Four and four. It's not a starting off at 1-3 and three coming uh, at the halfway mark at 4-4. Four and four. It's completely opposite, and it's going in the wrong trend. And, uh, it, you know, we've talked about it, so it's not a surprise here. But, you know, it's, it's certainly going in the same pathway that uh, – we talked about so uh we will see i guess where where that goes so uh without further ado uh, uh richie let's uh get rich into the program here and i'm sure he shares a lot of the same thing and uh, also richie congratulations uh, uh is in order to you as i know you're a huge boston sports fan and so i want to just <laughs> congratulate you on the red sox and of course your patriots and your beloved tom brady i guess played tonight oh, so uh, we'll see how that goes as well I don't know if it carries over to the For the record, I'm about. only a Celtics yeah. fan, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Could have fooled me. <laughs> Could have fooled me the way you were defending those Boston Red Sox pitchers a week ago. Um, so, Rich, yeah. Dolphins four and four. Uh, you know, like I said, uh, you know, four and four is an average. You know that maybe you didn't think they'd be four and four. I know starting the year, you didn't think they. There was times when you didn't think they'd have four wins. But the problem is, they're not going in the right direction. They started off like a firecracker. Now they're at four and four. It's not a one and three. We got to four and four. We're going. You get the feeling that they're going downhill and quick if they can't turn this around. Yeah, they jumped out of a plane with a parachute that's not opening. You know, there's no question about it. I mean, we're on the track to nowheresville. This team's in disarray. The defense is a mess. It's the same problems we've we highlighted in the beginning. Just that the offensive line, you know, got fixed with you know with older free agents that got hurt. So now we're on our backups. Our linebackers still are terrible, and our you know our defensive back backs weaknesses got exposed. You know, as good as we are on one side, we're atrocious on the other. So you know, when you give up 133 yards rushing to a guy who was basically benched two weeks ago, it's pretty scary. But he, but he did have 100 yards the week before. It was not like he hasn't played. He yeah, had 100 yards the week before. Well, he said he was yeah, benched. He, he, he's ago. a good back. And he's a good back. I mean, you know. I know, he, he, yeah, I know, but we make everybody look like that. Yeah, no, 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 you're right. You're right. I mean, they make backup guys turn into Walter Payton for a day. I, I got you on that. Um, I think there's different things that were exposed. You know, let's start the opposite way today. Let's start with the defensive side of the football, because that seemed where that was the most problems. And uh, and I still believe, as, as bad as some of the linebackers are, and there's, there's problems in that linebacking group. There's no doubt about it. I've said it before. I maintain what I say. I think Kiko Alonso is a big play linebacker. He could do special things, but he's not going to be the guy who's going to uplift everything. You need to surround him with talent, and I don't see that there. But on top of all that, before you even get there, I think the defensive line is the problem because there has been absolutely no pass rush in the last None. three weeks minimum. There has been no pass rush. And when I say no, I mean no pass rush at all. Now, I know Hayes got no, hurt, I, and that is a big injury. 
This guy got sacked. You know, Watson was sacked 26 times this year. We didn't sniff him. I don't think there was what a close sack, right? Not, not, not that I recall. I mean, no, actually there was. There's a couple times he was in the grasp, and he should have been tackled. There was a few times yeah. when he was. But, he you know, when the away. pressure. He did get away a couple times. Yeah, he got But it. the pressure yeah. was not there. I never at one yeah. point felt like the Dolphins were putting pressure on him in any way, you know, that, that, that could contribute to, you know, to, to changing their offensive plays in any way. I, I just didn't. I thought that it was – you know, uh, pretty pretty bad. Uh, not even mediocre. I thought it was bad, and it's been. I've never bad. seen receivers that open like that, where they're just waiting for the ball. It's like they they didn't even run a pattern. They ran to a spot, put their arms up, and waited for the ball to get there. Well, I think what you have there is a, a, that's a culmination. Now, I think that. No pressure is no pressure. So that's where the problem starts. But if you're going to go to that part, I think that they outcoached the defense. And I think that's why you're hearing calls for Matt Burke's head here uh, all week. Because I, I just think that there was times when they mixed up plays and did different routes and stuff. And, and of course, the, the one glaring uh, example comes when Bobby McCain is basically crossed up, and uh, you know they send the Sean, uh, 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 DeAndre Hopkins. They send him over to the right side because let, let's face it, um, Xavier Howard kept kept you know, arguably you know the greatest receiver in the AFC. They kept him in check for the most part. Pretty and much so what they did, yeah. and what they did was then they crossed him over. So he's lined up on Xavier Howard's side, and then he goes and crosses over to the right, and you can see Xavier Howard yelling and throwing his arms like, hey, he's going there, he's going there. Nobody picks up on it. And then Bobby McCain gets beat, and then you have him throwing up his hands, yelling, and then going, like not even following him. And that and that's the one glaring example. And then he catches the touchdown pass, and, you know, he's looking for safety help. I don't know how you read that, Rich. I almost read it like I'm having the worst game of my career here, and I want everybody to know that this one maybe wasn't my fault. I don't want to be look like I'm getting burned again. That's what it kind of looked like to me. And that wasn't his fault. I don't know. Maybe, I mean, who else? Who else is supposed to cover him? I mean, if he goes to that side, isn't it? Like, I don't know. I mean, it, it just was a little. It was trickery, and it worked to perfection, basically. And the yeah, charge, you know, and. And Watson with five touchdowns, I mean, obviously there's, you know, there's problems there. And the secondary has been very good all year. And it, it, it actually it's one of the better secondaries in the NFL, not even in the AFC. I mean, I think at times it was like the second ranked. So there's a lot of talent yeah. there. But I think up front there's just so many weaknesses that, you know, the, no matter how strong your secondary is, if you've got problems on your uh, push-up on the line and then your linebackers, your secondary eventually is going to become vulnerable. You know, you know. I'll tell you something. You know who's regressed is the rookie. The rookie who? It's for Alabama, our first round pick. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's too, Fitzpatrick is what you're talking. Uh, uh, you're yep. talking about Minka Fitzpatrick. There's two ways yep. of looking at it. I, they've taken him out of a lot of packages now, so he has not played as much as he did play. Well, I don't there's know a reason for that. He's but I don't know. Mistakes. 
You know, possibly, but uh, you, you kind of don't even see him. Like, you see other guys filling in there, and I, I, I don't know. I mean, it could be a benching decision, uh, but, uh, you know, I, I, I thought it was kind of strange of how they put him at cornerback to start the season off to fill in for injuries, right? And then, yeah. then they move him over to strong safety and then, and, and then back to free safety and all over the board because of the injuries that the Dolphins have, have had this year. Um, so, you know, when Jones got hurt, you know, they kind of made up for that by moving him to a certain position. And, and then I think earlier in the year when there was injuries, uh, you know, they, they, they put him in, in, in a corner role. So it's very strange. But, yes, I, I, he has not played uh, well in the last three weeks. Uh, the last decent game he had was the Jet game, I think. And uh, it seems like he has been struggling, um, you know, which I, I, you know, I don't know the reason why. But uh, he's certainly not the reason that they're they're having problems out there. But but he you know he has been struggling. So yes. But uh, I still go back to I, I think there's so many problems on that defensive line, and there hasn't been a lot of injuries. I mean Hayes, yes, that's an injury, and that's a big one. But you know, and there has well, been the you know interior, the interior guys are terrible too. I think I that's mean, the biggest look at problem. Up the middle likes to sieve. Yeah. Well, I think I think that's the biggest problem is the interior yeah. guys. Uh it, it just it, you know, it doesn't bode well um when you well, know there's uh, no imagination with this defense either. You don't see them moving around the pass rushers, you know, you know, trying to rush up the middle. It's always the same thing. It's like they don't beat them on the edge, they don't beat them. You know what I mean? It's the same rush every time. You can't yeah, like you know, have some imagination once in a while. You know, right? You have guys that are fast. You move them around. Our blitzes never work. At I all. think the blitzes. Usually, while you're on the blitzes, a, usually a blitz. If we use a safety blitz or a corner blitz, it usually means a long play on the other side. I think the blitzes you know? have been terrible, and and the times that yep. they blitz, um, yeah, it just the, there hasn't been one effective that. blitz all year. Yep. All, all year. year. I think the timing is good too. It just seems like the timing is never correct either. Yeah, it's a problem. Now, I know that, you know, there's a lot of people calling for, for Matt Burke's job here. And, uh, you know, I don't I – I, 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 was, I was still wondering why they hired Matt Burke, but that was just me. Well, yeah, I mean, you can certainly go there. Uh, as far as firing somebody midseason, I'm never really for that. Uh, and, and to be quite honest with you, who's going in his place? I mean, these people act like Dick LeBeau's waiting in the wings to jump in there. Well, like, you know, who, you know who who's getting? going in there? You know who they're getting? They're promoting somebody that you've never heard of. Which they're they always do. Yeah. Right. And it never works. And how does that yeah. work out? Does that ever work out? It's I mean, the same, It's the same system. They're not going to change right. anything. They're just going right. to get rid of this guy. He'll be the fall guy. And they'll still use the same dopey playbook that's instituted by the dopey head coach. There you go. There's your freaking answer. You know, you, you and, and that fixed this thing. This whole regime has to go. Well, you know, the whole regime obviously, you know, is is an entirely different conversation, and that's not happening now, and it's not happening overnight. But you know, I I I think that we're we're staying on the defensive side of the ball right now, and you know, I don't know how much um, Adam Gase takes part in that. Um, but I do know that this team is not playing consistently and uniformly as a unit. 
uh, both sides of the ball. It just seems like they are off kilter, and uh, they, there's really no imagination. There's no unity there, and it's a problem. It, it's definitely a problem. There's no question. And, you know, I think this team's, you know, look, <laughs> we're playing another bad team this week, you know, that we beat week two. You know, this is our this is our Super Bowl, really, this week, right? Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, but, I mean, I, I you're playing, you know, they're still a division rival, and now they have a gripe, and they can put points on the board, yeah. and they've been playing full games. So it's not, it's, it's obviously going to be a tough game. I, I, you know, can they beat them again? Yeah, they can, but I mean, it's it's not going to be an easy game. Not if, not if they play like, not if they play like they played last last Thursday. Well, it's yeah. never an easy game. It's never an easy yeah. game. It's it wasn't an easy no. game in 1987. No, you're right. You know, you're so right. it's it's never yeah. an easy game. Um, yeah. but it, you know the way they're playing right now, it's just it it gives you no inkling that you know we were talking about. Three weeks ago, uh, them going and playing New England or whatever it was and how pivotal that was. Well, there's two things to take out of this, okay? Two things to take out of this. So so hear me out here. The, the Dolphins start off, and they have, uh, uh, you know, right out, right out of the gate, I think that they, they start off, you know, very well, right? They, they, uh, they beat the Tennessee Titans, right? And they beat the Jets, which is two big wins for them. So they go to two and zero, right? Then they play the Raiders. They go to three and zero. And we talked about this. What happens? You know, you have a pivotal game, the most pivotal game probably of the year, as you go up to New England. And if they win that game, they go four and zero, and the New England Patriots uh, drop to two games behind them, and and possibly three, right? But they lose it. Yep. So now they're three and one. They lose to the Bengals. Lose three it, and two. Killed. Right yeah. then, in Chicago, then then they beat Chicago in a phenomenal game. Go to four and two, right? And here you think, okay, they're going to turn it around. They lose to the Lions, right? So now you're four and three, and we said it. You come to another pivotal game because at four and three, you're either going to the, the, you're going to five and three, or you're going to four and four, and there's a big difference there. And once again, they get to a pivotal game and they lose it. So that that goes to show. What this team is made of, it really does. Do you can say whatever you want, but you had two pivotal games. One was major importance, and 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 you you blew that one hard. And then you have one other shot here to get yourself back as a team that's in contention, and you don't do it against a worse team. Not that they're terrible, because they're five five wins in their last five games, so they can play. But yep. I mean, my point is, you had two pivotal points in the season and you didn't you didn't perform in either one so um you know is this team changing i don't know the one thing i will say is i i try to think about it and and you know adam Gase, right he's, he's so many people call him this genius and i know you've been very critical of him you don't see where it's at and i'm trying to figure out you know what what is the one thing that i can point out that you know that I, I I think Adam Gase is really not performing well at you know coaching wise and the one thing that I can say that comes to mind is personnel I don't think he handles his personnel well at all um, it's not a fact of being a hard ass if you will because we all know Bill Belichick is, is uh, you know 
can really be insensitive to the tenth degree, and yet he's got players saying that I, I you know, he, the famous Edelman and all this, you know, I'd run through a wall for you, I'd do anything for you. I don't get that feeling, and I feel like he has so much, ad, so many adversarial relationships with his players, and a lot of their star players. I mean, we know the Ajayi thing; that's pretty much being pinned on him. And when I seen Devontae Parker. You know, the guy has a game like that, and he's not suiting up. Very strange, Rich. Very strange. I mean, this guy does not get along, and he's trying to prove lessons and points with the wrong people, in my opinion. I I just, you know, look, I think that there's a big problem with him. I don't think he's a genius. I don't think – I don't like his offense. I think his offense looks just as bad as it did with Philbin in there. I, I don't see how anybody can call this guy a guru. I have not seen one accomplishment since he's been here. Um, yeah, he doesn't get along with the players. I don't think he wants stars around him because, you know, he, he downgrades them and gets rid of them, you know, if we have any. Um, you know, I don't know. Would Don Shula be at a national televised game with a uh, five-day razor stub on his face and a hat pulled down to his nose? Uh, you know, I, we both know no, but I, well, you know, okay, I don't, I don't well, know. You know, you're an NFL head coach. You wear a T-shirt, a hat pulled down to your nose, and you didn't shave for five days. You know, it says a lot about a person. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I'm going there. You know, that's, that's getting you're, well, you're right, really kind of taking, that's taking not, a hard you're, right you're turn there. Thirty-two. There's thirty-two of these jobs in the in the world. Okay, the NFL head coach, and you go on national TV looking like a bum. I mean, there's people in the stands that look better. Oh, I don't know. Be you know that's not the way you go. I don't. That's not the way you treat that job. I think it's disrespectful. Well, it's disrespectful well, for be- the audience, the, the organization, and yourself. It just has you have when you have no respect for yourself. What respect do you have for the job? Well, let's be honest. Bill Belichick's not exactly a dasher when it comes to haberdashery. I mean, you see the way he dresses. I mean, he doesn't look like a spino bum. Oh, come on, with the cut-off sweatshirts and stuff like that? Yeah, I don't know what about, with the five-day stubble on your face? You don't look like that. And what that about Matt Patricia? What about the Matt Patricia look? What about the Patricia look? Um, he looks like a caveman. That's why it took him a million years to get a job. I don't I don't condone that. But I don't, I don't think yeah. that's the way you go about, you know, coaching the team. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how far I'm going with that one. But hold that thought, Rich. Let's take a quick break, and uh, we'll stay on Adam Geese when we return. Right back at this. Second and nine, and throwing sideline, and he has the record. Irving Flyer on the catch. Dan Marino has now thrown to more yards than anyone else in the history of the National Football League. Hey, this is Dan Marino. You're listening to the Pacatella Show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show, sponsored by Don Nottingham Associate Insurance. Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance while playing for the Miami Dolphins in 1975. Don recognized the need to prepare for life after football. For all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736 or visit him at www. DonNottinghamINS.com. And now back to your Miami Dolphins legend show with your host, Pat Catello.
have the latest episodes delivered right onto your phone and uh you can uh, reach out to us at uh Pacatello show at yahoo.com so uh obviously there's uh controversy in dolphin coaching staff with uh, Matt Burke and uh and then Adam Gase uh has continued to be a, a question of whether or not he is this uh, bona fide genius, which everybody talks about, and Rich uh, has narrowed it down now, and uh, he believes that it's uh, his appearance on national television that uh, is the deciding factor. Am I correct? Uh, you know, it's that you don't look like that on national TV. You know, I, I think it's disrespectful, disrespectful to the organization, to yourself, and the, the players. You don't look like that. You know, and I think that says a lot about a person. But what if he's trying you know, to grow a beard? You know what's, I'll, tell you, I'll give you another character flaw with this guy. The way he treated Tannehill when he got hurt recently. The, even the way, look, I'm not a big Matt Burke fan, but he, he was pretty condescending when he was asking about him, too. You know, he's got right. this attitude. Well, I agree with that. I think that's a totally different thing. I, I, that's a totally different thing, though. I think though. it's all I mean, tied in together, though. Him, growing together. A, him having stubble is all tied in? That's a little that, silly. Not just a stubble. The the stubble. The hat pulled down to your nose. A t-shirt untucked in. You look like a bum. You know. But he's always he's always and had that's the not hat. Really though. Head coach you look. Right. Well, he's always head coach you look. Well, he's always had the hat though. That's kind of his look, right? He's going. I guess he's losing his hair and that. I couldn't even the... tell who it was when they first showed him. The hat was right. pulled down so much. Well, what if he's growing a knots. beard? What if he's in transition and he's growing a beard? No, he still looked like a bum. Um, yeah, I agree with you as far as the the way that he he doesn't seem to have any of his players or personnel's back ever. He seems spineless. How about that? Is that harsh yeah. enough for you? You're surprised I'm That's saying good. it, but I agree with that. 
I think he seems yeah. spineless. He seems like uh, almost a corporate puppet to the regime up top. That's what there he seems go. like to me. I Thank agree you. with that. But let me say something. There's something else that bothered me this week. Don't know if you saw it, and I was contemplating how I felt about it, and I know that there's been a lot of talk about it during the week, and there's been contrary opinions on it. But something irked me this week. I don't know if you've seen it, but Ryan Tannehill posted a photo on one of his social media accounts, and it was him on the beach with his wife and his baby. And it was just, a, you know, uh, just blessings and all that. I don't know exactly what the quote was. And it, harmless in its own right. It was a great family kind of thing, and he posted it, and, and that's great. But there's something that bothered me about it. And what bothered me about it, I guess, is that Ryan Tannehill has been hurt. He's not playing right now. I understand they play the Thursday night game. And so the team has, like, their little vacation during the year. It's almost like they were given off a couple of days, and so he's on the beach. And a couple other Dolphins have been photographed. I know Amendola was out on the beach with, with, with somebody. And, but it, it really kind of bothered me in the sense that it just seemed like uh, I don't, I don't want to say I don't care, but just like, like this is more important than, than football kind of deal. And it is, but I think that when you do that, it's not the right thing to set during the year. Because there's, there's fans that live for football. I mean, this is everything. Like, and, and when me and you were younger during the Marino days and, and, and stuff like that, yeah, we were the same way. I mean, a loss could really affect us for a long time. And if it happened at the end of the year, it would affect us for months. And, in fact, there's still losses that we and you haven't gotten over. So That's true. To, to, to minimize that in the sense that, I mean, he's being paid millions of dollars, but that's his job. And he, even if you're not 100% on your job, I think you've got to at least put the facade on that you are. I mean, Marino, you knew that, like, Marino was living his job all the time. That's all he was focused on. And, yeah, a lot of times relationships suffer because you're so focused on nothing but football. And I'm not really going there. I don't really – I'm not getting into what he does because I'm sure it was just a harmless pick. But it kind of bothered me a little bit that the team is struggling like it is and you're out – right now and 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 you're you know it just seems like you, you you're not even focused on the team you could care less you know uh, that's the way it hit me i don't know if you saw it rich i kind of described it to you well, I, I, I don't know what you're feeling you know, but he probably lives on the beach i mean i don't know it's probably his backyard it's not like he went on vacation they, they're in miami you know what i mean yeah of course i know what you mean i mean i would have a problem if he was any place. I would have a problem you know, if he was I would have more of a problem if, if our team played in Indianapolis and he was on the beach somewhere. You know what I mean? But that's where they yeah, live. I got what, you. Are they, what are they supposed to do? <laughs> no, I'm not saying he shouldn't be at the beach. But I don't think that you should be posting that right after a huge well, loss. Do you think it's him? Is it him or is it his wife? No, I think it was him. It was his. I think it was his it was account. Him? It was his account. Well, here, I got another one. I don't think anybody should be posting anything. How about that? Uh, well, I, yeah, I agree with you, but I, I agree with you, but I think that's kind of going over to a different issue. 
My point yeah. is the Dolphins are off one of their worst losses of the year. Their only uh, real national. Well, you know, Pat, back in the day, even like, you know, when we were like, you know, when it would affect us the Thursday, what drove me crazy is like, you know, we just lost the game and then they're all like hugging each other at the game smiling for the other team. And then they were yeah. doing in prayer together with the team. And you know what I mean? And they're just walking off the field laughing and giggling. That that used to drive me nuts. Yeah, you know? I could see where it would. Yeah, of course. I, I understand that. I mean, I'm not condoning that either. That. I always said the fans care more about the wins and losses. They do, the they do, and that's my point. That's my point. Like I think you're showing yeah. up the fans. Like there's people that live for this, and and maybe that's not yeah. the way they should be, but they do. And there's people that invest yeah. a ton in this, and you're being paid, you know, over ten million dollars a year, much over that. And uh, what's his contract? Fourteen. I mean, he's getting paid a tremendous amount of money to be the leader and the quarterback of this team. The team is off their worst loss, you know. And it's that's not exactly. Don't worry, guys. Hang in there. We're you know the, we're going to get back in the shape. I'm coming back. I'm working on it. But I mean, that's kind of like you know. Well, whatever. That's football. This is my life. I'm enjoying my life. You know. I got. I don't know. Maybe I'm taking it to the extreme. It just took me off guard, and I like Tannehill. And I have no problem yeah. with him being at the beach with his family. I have no problem with him, you know, taking those pictures and that. But you know what? Send that out to your family and friends. Have a private account. That's where that belongs. I have no problem with that. But I don't want yeah. it right after the worst loss of the year. And this team's in no, disarray right saying. now. Yeah. I know. I know. You know, that, that's, that's just how yeah. I get that off my chest. That, you know, and... and you know, it is what it is. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that Ryan Tannehill is going to be coming back, and, and I don't want them to rush him back because I've been hearing now, you know, and I get in the feeling like they're going to rush him back, and I don't want that. You know, I, yeah, I, want you think gonna, to, I think they're going to try to set him up to fail, and then, you know, they can walk away at the end of the year. Yeah, well, I think that that's already on the table. I, I, I don't even think he needs to be set up to fail, because I, I think that this team is what it is. I, you know, I can't see him running off eight straight wins in a, in, a, in a playoff. So I think that's already set on the table, and I think that they are already going to look to move on in some capacity. But, um, you know, I, I would rather they wait. I feel a lot more comfortable. I know it sounds – listen, Brock Osweiler has not been fantastic, but he is what he is, and I don't have a problem with that because I think that he – you know, I, I think that he's a decent backup quarterback. You can win games with him. You can lose games with him. You know, he hasn't made the horrible mistake. He hasn't – you know, he played very well. In but I, I have no problem. I don't think that is the problem right now. So I don't have a problem with him playing an extra week or, or two. If he had to, or even three, if it means that a healthy Ryan Tannehill is going to be 100% coming into the last stretch of the season. You know, I, I don't have a problem with that because um, I think that there's other issues. You know, I kind of felt like last year Jay Cutler was playing not to get hurt. I really did. And I know from, from the perspective of Adam Gase, he may have saved his coaching career to a degree because without Cutler, they might have won two games. Who knows? You know, if not more would have gotten hurt or whatever. So, you know, the, the, the mediocrity, the mediocrity to, to get through the year, you know, gave him this year. But now, you know, I, I just feel it's a different kind of feeling going into the game. Um, but, 
you know, we've talked about it, and I think that the Dolphins have a lot more problems than than that area. There's no question. We we lost our best player on offense, you know, Albert Wilson for the year, you know. Yeah. Was their best free agent signing. Yeah. Now he's gone for the year. That makes three big free agents that are out for the year that we signed. Right? Yeah. Devontae Parker basically. They basically, Devontae Parker basically, you know, they were trying to showcase him, but he he played so well that they can't trade him now. Which, you know, let me just stop you there. The Texans, all week I've been hearing how the Texans now need a wide receiver, and they're looking right. at, uh, you know, Des Bryant, and, and, and uh, they want to make a trade with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Why wouldn't Devontae Parker be number one on their list? You've yeah. seen what he could do there. I would think he would be at the top of the list. He's obviously been floated around. I mean, Tannenbaum probably wants too much for him, but um, – so yeah, no, too much. Yeah. Come on, yeah. Yeah. he's gonna get for too much. Yeah, well, he always asks for. He was he asking for a catered barbecue? Come on, no, he always asks. No, he always asks for too much, and it doesn't trade him when you know when he could, and then he gives them away. That's his <laughs> mo. Constantly does that, yeah, and he gives them where away. Where was this guy when I was trading baseball cards? You know. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, you you hit it on the head. I mean, listen, there, there's been some a lot of free agent signings. Albert Wilson was was the, one of the best free agent signings of the year, and that's really a shame that he gets hurt like that because that was the bright spot. But now you see where Devontae Parker is, and my question is, has he been hurt all year? I mean, this should have been implemented in the game. I don't care what problems you have with him when the guy could, you know catch 130 yards or whatever, you, 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 he should have been implemented. And Carew, right? They said they activated Carew. I didn't even get a sighting yeah. of him. Uh, the Loch Ness Monster was more visible than Carew was in that game. Oh, yeah, now, did you see him at all? No, I didn't see him. Not even, I, didn't I mean, see him on special teams. I did nothing. I don't understand it. Like, I really don't. Like, this is the time that, you know, you should be putting people in there and try to see what somebody can maybe bring to the table now. I don't they get don't it. Even do that in, they don't even do that in training camp. No, in the preseason, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. They really didn't, they, which is really bizarre because, like, like you said, I, we were watching that, and these guys, they didn't even play. They really no. didn't even play. No. It, nope. You know, it, it's 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 kind of bizarre. It really was. So, I, again, I go back and I think the biggest problem that Adam Geese has is, is is the way that he treats his personnel. And like you said, he's arrogant with his coaching staff. He doesn't seem to back anybody up. He never defends his team. Uh, he always seems to throw them under the bus. And and I, I just think that that comes back to you. It, the, the, you know, the players can't respect you if you're like that. No, you can't, right? I mean, no. how are you going to give your all to a coach that doesn't have your back? There's no question. You can't, right? I mean, it's... No. no. You know, it's not like he came in here with, like, you know, a boatload of accomplishment. You know, it's not like he... It's not like we hired, you know, a proven head coach. It's his first job. So to come here at that age and have that kind of attitude is, you know, it's not going to fly with the players, man. They can see through that stuff, you know? Yeah. 
And he's had that attitude since he's came in. I mean, he really has. It, it trickles down from up top, but uh, he really has. And, you know, obviously you have players like, you know, Peyton Manning that, that swear by him. And, and But, you know, I, I've said this all the time. You know, Peyton Manning swears by him, right? And, and Aaron Rodgers swore by Philbin because it's a different thing. When you're the well, quarterback here, coach. Or yeah, but you know what? Their, their idea of a great coach is someone that leaves them alone. You know, that gives right. them a few suggestions and lets them do what they do. Right? Right. That's, yeah, that's, I how, think you, something that's how you mentor a great quarterback. You, you get out of their way. You know, the worst thing that happened to Dan Marino was Jimmy Johnson when he tried to micromanage Marino. Doesn't yeah. happen. You, you, you yeah. can't you can't coach a guy like that that way. Yeah. Doesn't work. Yeah, you know, I mean, you can't ask the guy to hand the ball off forty nine times and then say, "Okay, do what you do for the last drive." You know? Yeah, I mean, Marino loved Gary Stevens, right? I mean, I, these guys—that's what they do. That's their guys. Right. So yep. you know, but does it mean he wanted him as a head coach? Uh, you know, and I'm no. sure Aaron Rodgers wouldn't necessarily want Philbin as his head coach either. You know, it's the same no. kind of thing. I, you know, Peyton loves yeah. loves Gase, but you know, he, he he didn't come to Miami. I'll put it to you that way. <laughs> <laughs> well, Gase wasn't even on the radar then, right? Eh, who knows? Who knows what they were talking about then? You know, who knows? Yeah, I guess you're right. All right, let's take our last break. Yeah, and come back, in, wrap it up. Chase was in Denver, right? Yeah, at that time, I guess he was. Or leaving yeah. there, right? Yeah, and I guess he was. No, he was. He was right, well, I don't think they had a relationship yet, right? That's where they met, really, right? Chase was never with with Peyton in uh, Indianapolis, right? They kind of no. They met in uh, Denver, right? Yeah, and I guess he went to. Uh, well, he was on. He was on Chicago when he went after Denver. He went to Chicago. Yeah, that was afterwards. That was with Butler. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Last break. Back after this. Hi, this is former Miami Dolphin Jim Crash Jensen, and you're listening to the Pat Catella Legend Show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show, sponsored by Iberia Tiles, with locations from Georgia to South Florida. Iberia Tiles offers over 3,000 products and complete peace of mind. From tiles, molasses, and stone to wood flooring, Iberia has the solution no matter what the size of your project. Visit IberiaTiles.com. That's I-B-E-R-I-A. And ask for Dave or call direct at 404-409-0746. And Fanatics.com. If you love the Miami Dolphins, then you need to visit Fanatics.com. Once again, that's Finn, P-H-I-N. And now back to your Miami Dolphins Legends show with your host, Pat Catello.
Miami Dolphins Legends Show. Pat Catello, Rich Van Zant, as we come to the home stretch here. And uh, Miami Dolphins uh, will take on the uh, New York Jets next week in and, and an AFC East uh, matchup. But tonight, the New England Patriots are, are play, playing the Buffalo Bills, and they're kind of on a different path right now. I think they are looking to just uh, absolutely take complete control of uh, this division like we said that they would and Rich think that's this team you know I, I don't know what it is they just seem like they just don't miss a beat no matter how much nonsense goes on with them in their you know behind the scenes they just seem like they <laughs> it doesn't affect I mean I, I guess it's a testament to how good Brady really is and, and of course Belichick but um, you know it just and they and they just change players like like we change socks and it doesn't matter. Never affects them. Right? I think it will. It never affects. Yeah, them. I mean, and when the players leave, like look at look at Nate Solder, goes to the Giants and he's he's terrible. Yeah. Right. That was their, like that was their left tackle forever. Everybody said, "Well, Valley got rid of the left tackle. They're in trouble." He leaves. He gets a boatload of money. He's terrible with the Giants. Yeah, and I mean, I think you, you could even say, you know, the Amendola effect hasn't really bothered them at all. You know, Edelman was out, and that bothered them a little without those two. But once Edelman came back now, um, I don't think anybody's saying, man, this offense really misses Amendola. Um, running backs, how many, times we, yeah, how many times <laughs> we see running backs, right? Their running backs get get knocked out, and they get a new guy that just steps in. Even in the Super Bowl, I can't even name the guy against Atlanta. It's amazing. It really is. I don't know what you attribute it to, but coaches too. He switches coaches every year, and it doesn't bother. I know, I know. I, I, I mean, Patricia is gone, but I really haven't seen a major difference in the defense. And I guess when you have Tom Brady, you know that's like Peyton Manning. They're their own offensive coordinators in a sense, although they do have one of the best in McDaniel, you know, Josh McDaniel. But um, it's you know when you have when you have uh, a guy like Brady, you know, it's yeah, it's it's very frustrating. It's very frustrating, yeah, you know. Yeah, it's very frustrating. There's no there's no way to put your finger on it. It's just that we're looking looking at him again, looking up at him again. It's not going to change anytime soon. No, it's it's actually getting close now. It's getting really close to uh, to them just taking off. I mean, it really is. Yeah. Uh, you know, they they don't I mean, really. Like, I think they only played like, I think they've only played two two uh, division games so far. This is only the third one, I think. So you know, count the wins. Oh, so you're saying that the division games will be easy for them? Yeah. Oh, you think? Well, usually your you division teams play. You don't, you don't think tonight's a cakewalk? I don't think Buffalo's yeah. beating this team in, in like 40 tries. No, you know what I think? This is what I think. I think the first half of the game, Buffalo will look <laughs> fantastic. You'll say, oh, my goodness, they're going to eat the Patriots? It'll be close at halftime. Third quarter will start off. And then before you know it, the Patriots will tie the game. 
Then they'll go up by seven, and then before you know it, they'll win the game by 18 points. That's what I think yeah. will happen. As usual, Pretty they always so. do. I've, I've, I've saw the movie before, too. I know. I got you. And this is the one that's up in Buffalo. The one that takes place in New England's never close. It's just boom, boom, boom. No. That's you ridiculous, know? yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I, I you know, I, I feel that. And uh, I, I don't know what to make of it other than they're just so equipped that once you get the machine rolling, uh, you get the machine rolling, if you will, you know. And as far as... Yeah, as far as the Dolphins and what they they can do to get it together, I mean, uh, you know, I think they're lacking in talent in some areas. There's no doubt about that. But, uh, you know, I think they're – No, but what they need to focus on is what they do well. They're able to run the ball all year. They've been able to run the ball. They need to stick to that. They need to take some time possession, run the ball. But the problem is, though, you know, you're not going to be able to do that when your defense is so terrible that you keep giving up touchdowns, that you're going to have to abandon that one time because you won't be able to keep up. Well, that's that's obviously when you play a team that's going to explode, yeah, you're going to have a hard time doing that. But you would think that, uh, you know, the defense at times has played well. Rich, they were ranked number two. They were ranked number two. So it's not like the defense has been terrible going into this game. They just were really terrible in this game. Yeah, I got you. Yep. You know, but I, you know, those rankings don't mean anything to me. You know. No, but what it means is that they were, you know, they were playing fairly well statistically. They were, you know, they and they were, they were playing good. I mean, you can't say that they weren't playing good. Still gave up too much, too many, uh, too many long touchdowns, too many long runs. You know, you know, if you looked at it, they yeah. weren't the number two defense in the league. You know that. No, but my point is, yeah, listen, the secondary certainly was. Secondary was playing very well up until this game. Whatever. Whatever. I'm not talking into it, so let's just leave it at that. You never got it, so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't don't know where you you turn at this point other than to just focus on, you know, what you can do well, you know, and, and, and there are certain things that they can do well. But I think on the defensive side of the ball, it's a problem because when you have no pass rush, you have, you know, it gets worse from there on, and they can't stop the run. So those two things are a bad omen when it comes to defense. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not good. It's definitely not good. But getting to another point, did you see the hammer fell on uh, Hugh Jackson today? No, no, no. I, 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 before we went on the air, he got fired? Yeah, he got fired, and so did Todd Haley, his coordinator. Now, that's an interesting move. Uh, we talked about that, whether that was going to happen uh, mid-season or not. Um, I said they, yes, and you said no. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> think I didn't think it would. I, I, I didn't think it would because, you know, I, well, uh, what, do they have an interim guy now? Yeah, they brought um, – yeah, um, the defensive coordinator – you know who it is too. It's uh, he's been around for a while. I forget his name. You would know the name if you saw it, though. Right. Well, that, well, Greg Williams was their defensive coordinator. Yeah, that's who. That's who it is. Yeah. Yeah, that's Bounty exactly. Gate. That's who that is. Okay. That's the New Orleans yeah. Saints Bounty guy. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so they hired him. Okay, as an interim. I mean, they they just lost a really rough game, didn't they? Yeah. Did they play Pittsburgh yesterday? 
Yeah, they played Pittsburgh and they were winning that game early, and then they just you know kind of collapsed. I listen. I, I my point is this: I'm not a big Hugh Jackson guy. I'm not. I, I'm, I'm not. And and I thought that they had some real. They had some guys there that are are well known, but they're very controversial. So I told you, it's going to either work out really good or it's going to explode. And it really obviously exploded. Explode. But 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 if you read between the lines, you can see why this move was made. I mean, you're firing Todd Haley and you're firing you Jackman, who I don't think handled this whole thing very well with his quarterback situation at all. I thought he handled well, obviously it the, quarter, the quarterback must not like Haley either. You know that, might, that they may have. That's they must 100%. not have got along at all. Hundred yeah. percent. He didn't want nothing to do with yeah. that. I think Jarvis Landry had a problem with him. It just seemed yeah. like uh, that was a problem, you know, going in there. And the way that I, I told you this, you didn't watch it, but the way that he handled Baker Mayfield, I thought was so unprofessional. I really did. Yeah. When he came in and he called him and uh, and 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 uh, who's the guy the, that that I told you it was that uh, around forever yeah, got caught, right? Yeah. The, 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 yeah, the Dallas Cowboy, the, the guy right. that was the baseball right. player that you liked for a long time ago, Drew, uh, uh, Hen- oh, Drew uh, Henson. Drew Henson. Drew Henson. Yeah, and so, uh, he calls him in, and then he brings him in here, and he goes, I just wanted you to know, Drew, <laughs> I'm going to go with Baker as the backup quarterback. <laughs> Drew goes, yeah, I know that, okay. <laughs> he goes, I Drew Henson's on his team? Yeah, he goes, if you leave me alone with Baker Mayfield now, I just want to talk to him. He goes, I just want you to know, Baker, I didn't just give you this backup position. You earned it. (laughs) And he's looking at him like, are you kidding me? I should be the starting quarterback. This is the way you're telling me I I didn't get the starting job by pretending that you're you're, you're giving me this. And from there on, I don't think it ever was where it should be, you know. And I think they see the talent that this kid has. And I I just was surprised that they would do it in the middle of the season because, you know, that that was my only thought. Not that he was ever going to be around because I I always told, you know, I knew he wasn't going to be there if this team got good. And there's a lot of talent there. And there's a lot a, a lot a lot more coaches would have done a lot more with this already, you know. So, well, so he's give, out the door. I, I give this guy some kind of credit. How do you save your job at the end of the year when you win one game in two years, right? Like, what's the end of the, end of the season, you know, uh, talk with the ownership like? Like, how do you save your job? Like, how do you convince them that I can get this going? You won one game yeah, right? in two years. Well, so, I think oh, it came down would, to – They would be – we would be in a headlock, you know, squirted out of the building. Yeah, you're right <laughs> about that. I don't even think he was in on the meeting. I think they basically said, listen, we got this guy locked up. We got to pay him anyway. Let's get all this talent in here and let's do what we had to do and let him, you know, do all the legwork and everything until we get the dust settled yeah. and then we'll make our move. I just thought it would be at the end of the year. I didn't think he would do it week eight. And I don't – I can't see Greg Williams being the coach for the long haul, not when they're an offensive-minded team like that. But I guess if you bring the no. – Right offensive no, I guy in that. there, but I don't, I don't well. see that happening. Uh-huh. Yeah, so uh, you know, I, I guess they're going to look to get a big name. Uh, you know what? That that's actually a job that people will want. It really is. If you, I, I know you're always down on them, but if you look at the talent that they have right now, if you're a coach coming in, that's not a bad job to take over. If you know what you're no, doing, paper, 
on paper it looks good. It's just history will, you know, dictate it otherwise. But yeah, no. you're right about that. But let, let's just, for argument's sake, right? If Bill Belichick went back to Cleveland, right? Is there a doubt in your mind that they would be like a playoff team, like in a year? No, they'd be better. There's no question. Yeah, you yeah, get them in the right direction. No, I'm not saying that's happening because I'm just I'm just pointing out what a really good coach could do. So if there's guys out there, you know, they, there's probably guys that are really gonna. I wouldn't say covet that job, but I bet you there's a lot of guys that 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 appeals to. Well, you're always yeah. gonna get. No matter what crappy job it is in the NFL, like I said, there's only 32 of them. You're always right. going to get, with the money that they gave, you're always going to get people lining up for these. Yes, you know? you're right about that. But my point is, I bet you that a lot of people would pick that job over a lot of other ones. You know? That's my point. Yeah, still Cleveland. You know? <laughs> I can't slay you at all today. <laughs> no, I can't slay you at all. I know what you're saying. you got a quarterback in place. You have some good players there. You have a couple defensive stars. No, I understand what you mean. There's a nucleus, but it's still got that aroma of Cleveland on it. You know? They, you know, the, the city fired two coaches in three days. You know? yeah. <laughs> two coaches that I couldn't even believe had jobs. Yeah. Hi, Ron Lou. <laughs> yeah. Not well, exactly Pat right. Riley. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, my friends. All right, that's our show for this evening. We'll see you next week, everybody, and hopefully the Miami Dolphins will have uh, a little bit better performance. Thanks for joining us. Took a look down a westbound road Right away I made my choice Headed out to my big two-wheeler I was tired of my own voice Took a beat on the northern plains And just rolled that power on Twelve hours out of Mackinac City Stopped in a bar to have a brew Met a girl and we had a few drinks And I told her what I decided to do She looked out the window a long, long moment And she looked into my eyes She didn't have to say a thing